0: As your brother said, the topic for today is time. And many people in the world sometimes think that we have all the time in the world. As youth, we think that we have infinite amount of years. We feel the strength in our bones. We feel uh, renewed every day when we wake up. But as time goes on, as time passes and we reach an age that is perhaps 30, 35, 40, we begin to feel not the same as we did when we were younger. And let's not even say when we reach the age of 50, 60, 70, 80, brethren, we see how it is difficult when we reach these older ages, when we reach these moments in our, in our life, we see that we begin to slow down. We begin to walk perhaps a bit slower. The activities that we undertook, right, begin to tire us faster. Why? Because we as human beings are not infinite. We were not created for time, as the apostle of Jesus Christ says, we were created for eternity. And since the beginning of the days of this earth, at the beginning of creation, when all things were without form, with, that were void, God, with his infinite power, <clears throat> began to create all things like time. Everything that we see, he even formed all those shining bright stars in the sky, the planets, and everything that we see, that we have discovered through science, of course. He formed it all, the sun, the moon, the stars, which would serve to divide the days from night to be for signs and seasons for days and years. God formed man and created everything that would benefit him, brethren. Let us read it in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 5. <clears throat> God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So evening and morning were the first day. God Divided and made time, he made the seasons for man, he made the, uh, the 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 sun rain in the day and the moon rain in the night, and he made all the astronomical things that today we base our calendars on that we base our our, our, our clock and our system on right all of these things the Lord made through the stars, the moon, he built that system of time for us so that we can know. How, how much time is passing, how much time has passed. And in Genesis chapter one, verse 14, a little further on from what we read, it says, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs <clears throat> and for days and for years. Excuse me one second. <clears throat> time, as we know it, It's God's creation for man himself. Time is irrelevant to God. For him, years are meaningless. Mm -hmm. God is timeless, infinite. God alone is eternal. Let us see what King David once wrote in one of the Psalms. It says in Psalm 102, verse 23 and 27, it says, for the glory of God. He weakened my strength in the way. He shortened my days. I said, oh my God, do not take me away in the midst of my days. Your years are throughout all generations of old. You laid the foundations of the earth. The heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will change them and they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will have no end. When we talk about God, brethren, God is a being that is beyond our comprehension. We, in the limited knowledge that we have, decided, brethren, to use the word God. Because for us, God means the all supreme, the almighty, the all powerful, of course. And we use these words, yes, because we have no other terminology to express the greatness of our God, who he is. And if we truly begin to start thinking about who our God is, we begin to remember the words of the apostle of Jesus Christ, Nelson Joaquin Garcia. He told us that God has a history that we will never know. God has a past that, that didn't begin In Genesis, it didn't begin in this time. God is an infinite being, an eternal being. He is eternity itself because there is nothing that can measure how long he has been because there is no limit. There is no time. He had no beginning and he will have no end as well. Brethren, it is a deep, deep ocean, the history, the past of our God that we could never even fathom to penetrate because what is eternity for us? When we begin to think about it, infinity it's ongoing it's forever, but for us, we are not eternal. we are bound to time in this earth, and God created it when he created the seasons, when he created the sun right there's many people in the world that say, no well for a ye- for uh, for God, one thousand years is a day for us and a day for us is a thousand years for God, but that's not precisely true because the scriptures also say that A thousand years for him is also like a watch of the night. And how many uh, uh, hours were in a watch of the night? Only a couple of hours. What the man of God that wrote that verse in the scriptures was trying to tell us is that time is irrelevant for God. Just how a thousand years can be a day for him and a couple of hours could be forever. Time does not affect our God. God does not get old. God is not reborn. God does not... Feel the effects of time over him. And even the scriptures tell us, and even if we could live to be 120, 130, 40, 50, that is but a second before God's eyes. And the apostle of the Lord continues to say in that beautiful letter that he wrote to us this past 31st of December. He says, we may think our life is filled with sorrows because our life is short. Beauty and strength are fleeting. Though it may seem too long for men, if you ask the elderly, they will tell you it passed so quickly. We know we all will die, but we tend to believe that that day will not come or arrive. The young and the old, the strong and the weak, the sick and the healthy, everyone tends to share the same idea. Death is slow to arrive. And this becomes a false confidence. This false confidence is mostly seen in the youth. Why? Because, well, they're beginning to barely begin life. They're barely beginning to, 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 to start to run, to crawl, to, to understand what it means to be alive, to be a man, to be a woman, to be uh, living. Right. And they think, oh, well, death is so far off. 50, 60 years seems like forever to them. But 50, 60 years, brothers, your brother is 25 years old. I'm halfway to 50. And when I look back at my life, it only seems like it was a glimpse. And when you ask our brethren that are older, that are elderly, and you ask them, how short was life? Life was like a snap of the finger for them. One day they were young, they were happy, they were ready to take on the world. And now they look back at it and they say, look at us now, we're wrinkled, we're old, we're, 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 we're in the end of our days. And it seemed like everything that we lived was like a dream. Do you know what it feels like, brethren, to, to dream? When, when you go to sleep and you, you, you're having this dream that feels like it only took hours, that you, you were only in this dream for a couple of minutes, but when you wake up, it, you realize, oh, I was sleeping for eight hours. I was sleeping for, for this many hours. And it seemed like something that was so quick for us. A, a, a second in our dream in, the, in reality, in the real world, it, it could take hours. But when we wake up, we say, That was so quick. That was so fast. That was so, I wish I could go back to dreaming what I was dreaming. But it's something that's fleeting, just like life, just like a cloud. A cloud is here for a moment, but then it disappears as well. And that is what the man of God is trying to tell us that there is this false confidence in the world, that death will not reach them, that death is slow to react. But how sad, brethren, when we see tragedies in the world, we see it in the news, don't we? When there's a, uh, a pop star, a rapper, a, a, a famous uh, NBA player, they lose their life, and what do the people say? He was gone too soon. He was still young, he was still in his prime. How sad, because we realize, or we think sometimes that death only comes for the elderly, but death comes for us all at any point, at any moment in our life. There's people that reach the age of 25 and they don't see 26. There's people that reach the age of 50 and they don't reach the age of 60 because of accidents, because of of things that can happen, brethren. Because death, yes, is always lurking around us. But this should make us not scared. It should make us wiser. It should make us wiser. Why? Because we need to understand that our time on this earth is very limited. God saw fit to form man such that we sh- would recognize God's power in so doing, God also created time. God set limits and order for time, which are solely under his power. And so man is born, grows, reproduces, and unfailingly, which means inevitably, he dies. He set an order and a limit for man's time of existence on the face of the earth. And in that short span, 70 years, And if by reason of strength, 80 years, God desired to give humanity the opportunity to achieve immortality, brethren. Let's read in the book of Acts chapter 17, verse 26. Acts 17, 26, that's for the glory of God. And he has made from one blood every nation of man to dwell all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. The apostle Paul, when he's speaking uh, to, to those men that he is preaching to, he begins to tell them that yes, God has created all of us, that there is one God and God has set a limit and a time for each and every one of us because everybody that lives, everybody that is born into this world, brethren, we know that we will die. There was a famous philosopher, I forget his name, but he said, all I know is this, right? That everybody that is born will eventually see death. There is nobody that has been born in this world, brethren, that has not tasted death. Even our own Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of our God, he was not spared from seeing death. He saw death at the age of 33, not at the age of 70, not at the age of 80. Not at the the set, we could say the set limits that God has set for those of of, of the human race. The Lord, our our Savior Jesus Christ, did not see the age of 70 or 80. He reached the age of 33, as uh, most scholars would tell us. And he was killed. We could say he was murdered. And death comes for everybody on this earth, brethren. It continues to say, God desired to give humanity the opportunity to achieve immortality. Man was formed by God as well as the time that He has placed over us. God gave Him for a single purpose that man should seek God, and once found, He would love God and live eternally. God is giving us this time as what, brethren? We live in this world, and God has set a limit over us. For what purpose? to search for him, to seek him. Psalm chapter 90, verses 9 through 10 and verse 12, it says, For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength, they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. For it is too soon cut off and we fly away. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What does this mean? It sounds very beautiful, you could say. Yes, the Lord gave that gift, you could say, to David to be very poetic with his words. But when we begin to actually meditate on those words, we begin to realize he's talking about the briefness of life, how we're here one day and we're gone the next in another part of the scriptures, it says that we're like a flower that blooms in the morning. The sun comes and its rays uh, begin to, to, to wither us. And as soon as evening falls, the wind comes and blows that flower away. And we no longer know where it was. It continues to say, let me read it again. The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength, they are 80 years. Yet their boast is only labor. And sorrow when we see our brethren and our sisters that reach that age of we could say 60 not even 70 60 years of age 69 70 71 75 when they reach that age of retirement brethren we see that it's laborsome to go out and do the things that they want to do they have all the time in the world now now that they've retired they have the money that they've been saving over uh, over time in that in that 401k But they don't have the strength to enjoy their time anymore. Now, if they they wake up, they wake up feeling even more tired. Now, when they go and do an activity, what happens? They begin to feel tired more easily and they have to sit down and catch their breath. And it only gets worse as the years go by, brethren. There are some brethren that reach the age of 90 and they need help. Of other people to help them to, to, to do the basic needs, uh like going to the restroom, like like uh feeding them and, and, and taking care of them, brethren. All of these things, as the as the King David said, of course, it's only labor and sorrow. There's no boasting and oh I'm a hundred and in something years, but when we see those people, we see how difficult it is for them to 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 live life, to do things. And they need the help of a healthcare worker to to be with them at all times. It's laborsome for them. It's difficult for them. For it is cut off soon and we fly away. And there is something that King David asks of God. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That we not allow our days to just fly by us without receiving or understanding, but that we take our, our time in our day, that we may search for God. Because what is wisdom? It is the fear of the Lord. What is the beginning of, of wisdom? It is the fear of our God, to search for our God, to be near our God, to learn, to, to, to understand what it means to be a child of God for, for our Lord. That's why we must ask our God, just as King David said in the psalm, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us To number our days. Teach us to understand that we're not eternal in this flesh. That we're not uh, going to live forever in this body. Because there's something even better out there. And especially us now that we understand that there is something out there beyond this world. There is something beyond this flesh. There is a place that Christ went to prepare for each and every one of us. But sometimes we tend to forget these things. Even though we know We've been told a million times, but what happens during the week? Things begin to you know cover our minds, like work, anxieties, different things that 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 that, that take up our, our our mind space. And we begin to forget, sometimes we forget that there's something even better beyond, beyond all of these things, beyond these anxieties. I recall. That in one occasion, the Lord Jesus Christ was sitting in a house and he was sitting in the house of Martha and Mary and and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus was preaching to a a crowd that had gathered inside the house. But there was Martha running around up and down and beginning to prepare a meal and, and serving people drinks. Right. Because people are coming to her house. She wants to show them hospitality and she's stressing out and she's becoming so anxious to the point where she turns to the Lord and says, Lord. Tell my sister to come help me because I'm being overrun by all of these people coming here to my house. And I want to show them good hospitality. I'm, I'm cooking something over here for everybody. I'm, I'm serving them drinks. I'm running out to the well, getting water, bringing it back home so that everybody can drink something. And the Lord Jesus Christ says, Martha, 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 you're weighed down by the day to day. You're weighed down by those things that are unnecessary. And he turns to Mary and says, I cannot tell her to go help you because she has chosen here to sit at my feet and to listen. Because one thing is important and she has chosen to listen to what I have to say. Is the Lord saying that it's not important to do things that, that, are, that are our responsibility? No. He's saying that there's a time and a place for everything. That was not the time and the place to be worrying and stressing about bringing drinks and, and, and making food and cleaning and doing this and doing that. No. It was a time to sit, to listen, to meditate because yes, when the Lord Jesus Christ was going to leave and, and the next day he, would, he most likely was going to leave, she was still going to be stressed out about everything that was around her. She was still going to be anxious about, well, I have to go do this. I have to go do that now. Those day-to-day anxieties that we face, they're never going to go away, but As King David said, Lord, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. May the Lord help us to do so. May the Lord help us to actually find this brethren because it's important to each and every one of us. The apostle of the Lord mentioned that there is this false confidence that is in all humanity. Why is that? Satan, whose interest is our perdition, our condemnation, tries to erase from our memory that our life is short and that it is constantly menaced and threatened by death in contrast to what he said to Eve. Do you recall what Satan said to Eve? He said that they would not die. Now his argument has changed and his argument is that death is very far away, that it is distant from us. That is why Job reflected on the brevity of life saying man who is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble demonstrating that life no matter how long will nevertheless be short do you know how short very short brethren god by his word god created time by his word he will also cause it to cease from existence time which was created for us, will one day cease to be. And when that comes to pass, man will no longer have the opportunity to seek God. When man ceases to exist, he can no longer utilize time. The opportunity he had to seek God is over for him. Let us fulfill our divine purpose then by living well, redeeming the time God granted us on this earth, or God is granting us at this moment on this earth, taking advantage of the days, the months, and years to seek God. There is no better way to make the most of our time than seeking our God. Christ understood this. Christ knew this. Because every living, waking moment of his life, he dedicated it to seeking God, to serving God, to to bringing more people to hear of God. And that's what he was telling everybody, Yes, because our days are short. Our time is limited. God doesn't give us an infinite amount of time to seek for him. No, he gives us a short amount of time. How many of us have wasted that time, have squandered that time? Because we allow other things to cloud our mind. We've allowed Satan to tell us death is far away. Worry about your job. Worry about making a a a, a 401k so that when you reach 65, then you can enjoy life. Worry about this, worry about that instead. And what happens? Humanity. Man. What is the idea that we have? Well, we were born, we grow up, we go to school, we go to college, we go to work, we build a family. And when we reach 65, we retire, we cash out that 401k and then we begin to live finally at the age of 65, the way that we've wanted to all our life after we slaved away 50, 60 years of our lives. And we reach that age when we've cashed out and we're going to live the life that we want to. And what happens when you get a heart attack? Who's going to enjoy that pension now? Where does that all that hard work go? Maybe you'll enjoy it it for five years. Maybe maybe you'll enjoy it only for 10 years. But all that hard work that you put into it, we wasted it because we worried so much about what? Treasuring, making treasures on this earth. When Christ told his disciples, do not be anxious about making treasures on this earth. Do not worry so much about making treasures on this earth. Make treasures in heaven. Because here on this earth, what happens? Rust. Can corrupt? The moth comes and eats things. Thieves come and they steal. But up in heaven, can rust penetrate our reward that is in heaven? Can a moth eat away at what we have stored in heaven? Can a thief go into heaven and steal what we have? No. So then we must do what? Yes, we must find a balance. Yes, I'm not telling you don't don't save for a 401k. Don't save for later. No, because that would be foolish. No, save. Do things right. But don't give your entire life over to, to seeking and making riches for yourself because you're going to be doing a fool's errand. Because you'll reach that age and you'll realize why did I waste all my life for money, for this, for that when I can't even enjoy it now but store and make riches in heaven instead. Because what are we made for? Are we made for time? As the apostle of the Lord has taught us, are we made for only a brief instant in this world? No. God created time, yes, for this flesh, for this time, for this world. But when we die, our soul returns back to where it came from. It goes back into that spiritual realm in heaven. And we're made for eternity. And we will continue to live throughout all of eternity without there being an end. Let us read Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 16. Once again, Ephesians chapter 5, 15 through 16 says, For the glory of the Lord, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The apostle of the Lord tells us, That there is no better way to make the most of our time by seeking God than seeking our God. And Isaiah also tells us the same thing in Isaiah chapter 65, verse 1. I was sought by those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am. Here I am to a nation that was not called by my name. There you are. Prophet Isaiah was prophesizing about the times where the Gentiles, those of the different nations were going to be allowed to enter into the fold of God where we were going to be protected now that we have that opportunity, because remember in the Old Testament, the people of God were the people of Israel, they were the ones that 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 had the the, the, the pact, they had the covenant, they were the ones that had the patriarchs, they were the ones that had the prophets. <coughs> And they had those benefits because of the citizenship that they had of being Israelite. But those of the other nations did not have that blessing. But when Christ came and he sent his apostles, then that door was open for each and every one of us. And now when we called upon God and now when we asked of God's blessing, now the Lord turns to us and says, here I am. But now that this door is open for us and for anybody that desires to come, it has to be up to us. We have to choose to redeem the time wisely, seeking for our God, searching for him, because our time is finite on this world. The apostle of Jesus Christ sends an apostolic address, and here in the topic they, they put it so that we can read it, and permit me to read it, brethren. It says like this, for the glory of the Lord. Therefore, when I say we are not created for time, but for eternity, I am not referring to this flesh, our material body, I am referring to the soul, which lives within this body, which was created by God to attain immortality. As strangers and foreigners, we must live by redeeming the time God grants us on this earth, seizing the days, months and years to seek God. There is no better way to make the most of time than by seeking our God. This is my counsel. This is is my teaching, Apostle of Jesus Christ, Nason, Joaquin Garcia, beautiful province in the city of Guadalajara, in the state of Jalisco, December 31st of 2018. We recall these words, brethren, that the Apostle of the Lord is giving us. Because what is the counsel, what is the advice that the Apostle has always given to us? To seek God, to redeem our time wisely, to not allow ourselves to be clouded by, 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 by the things of this world. Why? Because they're distractions that allow time to pass by without us even noticing. I'll put an example. How many times do we get on our phone at night and we say we're going to sleep at a certain time. Perhaps we go to bed at nine and we say we're going to sleep at 30, 10 o'clock. But we begin to scroll on our phones. We go on Instagram, we go on TikTok, we go on all these different platforms and we begin to scroll and scroll and scroll. And finally, when we say, OK, I think I'm ready to go to bed, we realize, oh, my God, it's 11 o'clock. Oh, my God, it's 12 o'clock. I. What happened there? A distraction occupied our time and we allowed our, our, our time, our hours to escape from our hands even though we, we made it a point that we were going to sleep at 10, at 30, 30 minutes, one hour. We're just going to distract ourselves before we go to sleep. But what happens? It, it just slips by. This is the same thing that happens in life, but at a larger scale. We allow things to distract our mind, to distract us from what truly matters. And when finally we turn around and we see, oh my God, 10 years have passed by, 5 years have passed by. A whole year has passed by. Or think about it this way. Do you guys remember January 2023? How far ago that was? But now we're sitting in January 2024. This last year feels like it passed by so quickly. (laughs) Because we're so occupied. Because yes, work occupies us. School occupies us. And all these different things occupy our life. But we must remember that even though we are living in this world, and yes, we're working and we're we're subjected to all the things that every other human being is subjected to, we must not forget that we must redeem our time wisely, seeking our God. Time is the opportunity that God gives us to attain immortality in the short span we call life. (coughs) The apostle of Jesus Christ, Nason Joaquin Garcia, has taught us, That we were not created for time, but for eternity. Time is not only for us to fulfill our personal objectives, plans, and goals. That we become vain and boastful of things that we achieve across time. God has given us, but as the opportunity. Time is the opportunity to live. And most importantly, to seek him while we have time. That is, while we have life. Do you see what I'm saying, brethren? God is not opposed for us to use time for our own personal goals either. You know, we can use our time, let's say, to start a business, to do that thing that we've always wanted to do, to go on trips, to go on vacation, to enjoy the creation that was left for us to enjoy, right? Because with what purpose did God create this world? First, he created it for his son, Jesus Christ, but also he created it for us, to also enjoy it. When we go out to a restaurant and we enjoy a food that we, that we like, when we go out to a beach and we enjoy nature, when we go out on hikes, when we go uh, perhaps to different uh, parts of the world or perhaps we don't have that much money but we perhaps we'll take a little small day trip across, across our state to visit one of the places that is so well known. But we must remember that there must be a balance. We must not allow That those things distract and take up all of our time because we must always seek to redeem our time wisely, seeking our God. Second of Samuel, chapter 14, verse 14, it says, For we will surely die and become like water that is spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered again. Yet God does not take away a life, but he devises means so that his banished ones are not expelled from him. Life, as the apostle, forgive me, as the prophet Samuel said, life is like a cup of water that spills. Can you take that water and put it back into this cup? Your brother has a bottle of water in his hands. If I spilled it right now, is there any way that I could try to put all of the liquid back into this bottle? It's impossible. It's difficult. You could try, but it's not the same. Life is like that. And some people have actually tried to regain their youth. When we see in, in, in the medical field, people are seeking to try to extend their life. And they say that if you exercise, if you do this, if you do that, if you eat correctly, Which your brother is not saying that those are bad things. No, those are are good things because we're taught to take care of our, 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 our body because it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, definitely take time, go exercise because it's good for you, right? Go and eat something healthy for your body because it's good for you. Treat your body as it should be treated, with respect, with love. But do not seek that fool's errand to try to seek immortality in this body, as most people do. We see it mostly, perhaps, in those that are reaching 40, 50, when they try to use cosmetics to try to cover up those wrinkles. When they begin to go to a surgeons and try to get fillers in their lips and, and, and Botox and, and all these other things. Why? Because they're ashamed of getting old. And they don't. they want to hold on to that youth that they had when they were 20, when they were 30. But how sad it is. We see them and we say, what a fool's errand, because everybody is getting old. Everybody's going to get old. And even the the child that was born yesterday, today, he's a bit more older and he's getting older and older and older. And one day that child is going to reach 60, 70, 80, and then eventually death will come for that child, for that person. So we must not seek to, to, to seek immortality in this body, even though it might seem like, oh, oh but, but, but let, me, let me try and do this. Let me. We have to let those, those things go, brethren. Life happens to all of us. We reach the age of 60. We're not the same. Our body isn't the same. Our strength isn't the same. Our beauty is not the same. But what is the same is our soul. Our soul is not going to age. no. It is present before our God at all moments. And when finally we die, that soul is going to depart from this flesh and it's going to go up and be before God. And God is going to judge it according to the actions that it took in this life. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6. The prophet Isaiah says it very clearly. Isaiah 55 verse 6 says, For the the glory of the Lord, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Beautiful. The way that the, that, that the prophet Isaiah places it. Seek the Lord while he may be found. And call upon him while he is near. The Lord's mercy is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness upon those who keep his covenants. And those who remember his commandments to do them. Let us not forget, brethren, that God is merciful. God gives us the opportunity, and this is an opportunity. And He's not just doing it for the people of Israel only. No, He's opened the borders for all of us that desire to serve our God through Jesus Christ, that we may do so by picking up our cross and following His Son. And the Lord, as He always is, is merciful from everlasting to everlasting. That means from eternity to eternity, from infinity to infinity. That means the Lord is always merciful. Merciful but only to those who fear him and his righteousness upon those who keep his covenants and those who remember his commandments to do them. Do you want God's mercy, brethren? Do you truly want it? What must we do then? I ask you, what must we do so that we can receive God's mercy, God's love, God's everlasting grace? Obviously, He gives it freely. But He also asks of us, fear Him, love Him, seek Him. Is that something that's going to cost us something? It'll cost us time. But that's effort. It's going to cost us effort, time. But it's not going to cost me diamonds. It's not going to cost me silver, gold. It's not going to cost me money. No, no. The Lord is granting us time with what purpose? To seek Him. And those that seek Him and those that, 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 that search for Him with, a, with an earnest heart will find Him. And His mercy will be upon them. And if you love Him and if you, 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 you give yourself over to Him and if you keep His covenant and keep His commandments, then God is going to also pour out over you His mercy. Let us read it in the book of Psalms, chapter 103. <clears throat> Psalms 103 verse 17 says like this for the glory of God. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to his children's children. Blessed be the name of the Lord, brethren. We must understand. Yes, God has given us this life. We can choose to do whatever we want with it. We can squander it. We can use it however we want. We can use all our life to to, to basically give free reign to this flesh and live out all the fantasies that this flesh desires to live. But we also have a choice. God is placing us two options. Please yourself or please me. Seek your own glory. Seek your own fame or seek Me and I will give you grace. I will give you glory. I will give you something even better than fame. I will give you a seat at the right hand where my son is sitting. And we will be there all together for all eternity. When we think about that, that for all eternity, this life that we're living here, this world seems so small compared to eternity. And when we think about what it means to live at the right hand of our God for all, all of eternity, what we live here seems pointless because there's something better out there for us. There's something that's more beautiful. There's a a level of existence that's even greater than what we're living now. And these pleasures that we could have here as our hymn that we sing says, the pleasures of this world they're not lasting. The pleasures of this world, they're, eph- they're, they're not ephemeral, they're they're finite. Because you can enjoy food right now, but that that joy, it's not gonna last. You can enjoy the company of a man, of a woman, but that joy is not going to last forever. It's finite. It's only for a moment, it's only for a second, and then that joy is gone. We'll never reach that joy again. But that joy that we have with our God, that happiness that we can receive with our God, that happiness is eternal. That happiness is different. It's not like, like the peace and, and, and the happiness that is found in this world. No, the happiness that is with our God is eternal. It's different. It's deeper. It's, it's sweeter. Like one of our songs says, sweeter as the years go by. Lastly, brethren, I would like to <coughs> read a, portion of the apostolic letter, that same letter that was sent to us this past December 31st, it says like this, for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Will we have peace on earth? Possibly. Will we have health here on earth? Possibly. Will we end our days peacefully and happy? It could be. And if it were not so, we are not troubled, for our life does not end on this earth. The greatest part of our life begins with Christ, in a glorious life of light, where happiness itself will be overshadowed by the joys of, ha- of being by His side. Free from fear, anguish, needs, and never again will we suffer any manner of circumstance, such as we experienced on this earth. Sorrow, anguish, and tribulation, trials, admonition, cold, hunger, and nakedness will will end when we cease to exist. And that is where we have staked our hope. On the life we are to live after. That life, which is for all eternity. Apostle of Jesus Christ, Nason Joaquin Garcia, December 31st, year 2023. (coughs) Brethren... This is the counsel that the apostle of the Lord has given us. And we know that when he sends us these words, when he sends us a letter, when he sends us a topic, it is by inspiration of God. So let us take this, even though we've heard this topic a million times and we've heard it a thousand times over. It is necessary to remember these things because sometimes, once again, we can be bogged down. We can be forgetful that our time is limited. That we have something better on the other side of this life. That we're going to live eternally with our God, with his son, with the saints. We forget it (coughs) because, yes, this flesh enjoys the things of this world. But let us not be bogged down by it. And let us remember that we must be wise with our time and seek our God. Because this time is limited, but eternity is forever. Amen, brethren. May this have been for the honor and the glory of the Lord, brethren. I invite you, let us take our hymn book. Let us give a welcoming to everything that we have done today. We're going to use the hymn number 130.